You are listening to the award-winning The Young Jerks with Mike Crawford. Main medical cannabis, uh, something that I love. I talk about it a lot on the show, but we really haven't had guests that are experts on main cannabis, except for uh, the couple. We have had a couple uh, on the show in the past. We were trying to get them on tonight. Maybe they may call in. Um, but we have maybe had like, you know, one feature with them and they were awesome. And we said we want to bring them back and do more on main medical cannabis because I think it's what we want to see nationwide. We are a lot of us on Twitter and LinkedIn and Facebook, and we see the same fights in different states, whether it's New Jersey, Pennsylvania, New York, Florida, Massachusetts, Connecticut, you name the state. It's the same issue. It's it's a lack of diversity. It's uh, big cannabis. Nobody else gets to open. And if they do, it costs them so much money that they become big cannabis because there's no other way in the end. Um, except for places like Maine. Maine has done it right. I am so happy about Maine as a, as a medical patient, as a consumer, as someone who goes up there. And I'm happy about uh, the guests that we have on the show tonight. I want to bring up. First and foremost, we have some smoking. Derek's smoking on the show, which is uh, something that we used to do back in the day, but not so much, you know, in today's day and age. But, you know, we're bringing it back, I guess. We're going back to Maine. Uh, yep. Oh, my bad. I just, I just always, I'm always smoking, usually, definitely during a show. So now, because uh, I was going to bring my caregiver in, but before we do that, let's, Derek has, you know, already broke the ice with, uh, He's the guy smoking the bong, it looks like. Tell us about yourself, who you are, Derek. Um, my name is Derek Shirley, known as Getting High with Cats. Um, I sat on the Maine Cannabis Coalition a little, little under three or four years where we wrote laws and passed laws through the VLA and Senate with help with other cannabis groups to preserve the medical program. Uh, I also am recently uh registered lobbyist in the main state house for that exact reason to protect and preserve maine's medical program um no disrespect to the other groups i think they're all doing a fantastic job um but a part of me feels that um medical should be the most focused on preserving uh than developing uh adult use per se i think uh what you said it before i think maine should be like the majority of the country um, where 70% of our small farmers or our medical businesses are small mom and pops, mom and pop shops still and small businesses and small businesses is usually defined by 49 employees or less. So we're really talking about micro businesses here. We're not even talking about, we are talking about small businesses, but we're really talking about micro businesses that we're trying to preserve. Um, so for me, it's, oh, and most importantly, I'm a cannabis felon uh, for four ounces of cannabis. So for me personally, that's my kind of my uh, engine per se. Uh, after getting that felony for cannabis, you know, you know, you kind of, you kind of said, you kind of told myself if I ever had an ch- opportunity to fight and, you know, fight the good fight for the plan, I'd g- give it hell. You know what I mean? So that's what you kind of see me doing up in Maine, understanding, coming from Pennsylvania, trusting the traditional market, 
then going out to Flagstaff, Arizona for a few years, being relying on the dispos, and then coming to Maine uh, and realizing how special it is and how, how you can buy direct from farmer uh, and how you have so many options. Um, I, I think just, I, I think Maine is the, one of the greatest cannabis states, uh, if not for product, just for the openness and low barrier and access. By far in the on the East Coast. It's not even a question on the East Coast, in my opinion. And uh, maybe in the nation at this point. I mean, it's really compelling. I know other states like California are always going to say they're number one. But uh, Maine is something very interesting happening. Um, Derek, I, I want to do a follow-up on that. Were you a, a state or federal felon? Uh, it was a state felony. Um, I was... Um... I was caught with four ounces in my possession with, within the state of Pennsylvania, where I'm from. Uh, that's an intent to deliver an illegal substance, anything over 28 grams. So actually, when I moved here to Maine, I originally was denied my caregiver's card because of that. Um, so I actually, with another group and some other organizations, passed LD uh, 1957, which which changed the word marijuana to cannabis, but also in that bill, uh, the wait time for someone like me dropped from ten year a ten year wait to join the program to a five year wait. We wanted zero, but with politics, you know how it is. You kind of yeah. have to give and take. Awesome, <clears throat> thank you, Derek. And uh, I'm really happy and honored too to have uh, first time guests on the show. You guys are both first time guests, which is exciting for me. And we're covering some topics tonight that we usually haven't covered as much as I would like to. And it's weird because I rely on Maine so much. And I know a lot of folks that I know do as well. And, and it's like one of my number one recommendations to patients in Massachusetts and elsewhere is to check out Maine. Uh, and usually I tell them to go to this guy right here. He's, he's I'm really honored to have him. Uh, he's been my number one guy. Like he is my caregiver. This is what I want in Massachusetts. I wish he could serve me. I wish he, he could stay where he is and have it delivered to me legally in my state, but there's still a federal issue. So there's a lot of, uh, to play there, but I want to, I'm, I'm very honored to have you here tonight. Uh, you, Grove cannabis, uh, Dalton, tell us your story, who you are and about medical cannabis in Maine and what you're able to do there that you probably wouldn't have an opportunity to do in Massachusetts. And there are a lot of guys who have spent millions of dollars trying to open in Massachusetts who have given up. Yeah. They never got to open and they spent a, th a million dollars <laughs> along the way and they have the debts following them and they never get to open. Uh, so tell us your story and what's going on. I'm, I'm very happy to have you. Thank you, Dalton, for being yeah, here. Thank you, Mike. Uh, my name is Dalton Downerful. I'm the owner of Grove Cannabis Co., which is a, um, Delivery medical marijuana delivery service based out of South Berwick, Maine. Um, we started Grove Cannabis Co. Um, April 1st, 2021. So we've been open for just about two years now. Um, has been definitely quite the journey. Um, definitely owe a lot of stuff to, to Weed Maps. That's a big marketing company that we use to kind of get our name out there. Um, but yeah, I'm from Kittery, Maine. Um, reside in South Berwick. Um, and what else did you want me to touch on, Mike? <laughs> how did you decide to do this? How, how did it happen? How long did it take to get um, open? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I just really, I've been involved with weed since I was 14 years old. And I really wanted to just get into the actual legal industry. 
Um, so I went and got my caregiver's license a couple of years ago um, and then started this venture. Um, I got a lot of product from Holistic Wellness Company. It was more of just um, kind of a buying and selling in the beginning. So I'd buy other people's products and strictly only sell other people's products for the most part, um, which got me a lot of different deals. And um, just I wanted to provide something that was good enough for everybody, like kind of like different tiers. So I try to have like $80 ounces all the way up to ounces, you know, Brave Boat Gardens, Mentation, um, some of the companies that I work with for $225 an ounce. Um, so we, we definitely try to have competitive pricing for quality product, clean product um, that I source. Um, and that's how it, how it all really started. The price and the quality and the selection that you guys offer. I'm, I'm yeah. like, I know that anything I order on there is like, I'm going to be happy with like every oh, time. Sure. Like if it's $80, I'll be happy. I know what it is. It's like, it's amazing what you offer. Why do you think everyone else isn't offering comparable like it in the Kittery area? Like it, a lot of them uh, have similar you know, menu, but yeah. it, it's just not the same as what you're offering. Why, yeah. why so, do you think you're able to offer a little better than them? Um, a lot of people are growing their own stuff and they don't source out other product. Um, we're starting to do that. Um, so we're going to be carrying a lot of our own product, but um, just with um, there's so much product in the state of Maine right now that it gives us an option to seek out other caregivers and companies to get those competitive pricings. And I could charge a lot more for for the, the quality of the product, but I try to, you know, give back to the patients to have pricing that, you know, that's competitive and works with their budget, uh, which is why we have a lot of good stuff, but we have a lot of stuff that's cheaper quality. That's still, you know, really good for the consumer and it's going to be bad for them. It's all checked. So um, definitely we try to have that like cheaper option just for, with each tier from 80 to 99 to 120, 130, 150, um, all the way up to the 225 price point. Um, so definitely try to keep those competitive deals going and, and, um, you know, maybe make a little less, but you know, we're delivering to a lot more people by doing that. So spreading our name around and giving people the, the quality product that they should be getting in the beginning for, you know, a reasonable price. Now, Dalton, when you started to like the first patient that you served, when was that? Like legally in Ma in Maine? Uh, April first, twenty twenty one. Was How, the day that we opened. Okay, so that was April twenty twenty one. Yeah, twenty twenty one. Yeah. And w when did you like file paperwork to open? Like as a um, license? I started that about. I first thing I did was I got an attorney, um, and he kind of walked me through the steps of um, just what I need to do to make this a fully compliant cannabis business in the state of Maine. Um, so I went through Zerillo Law Firm um, and started out, I got a bookkeeper, I got an accountant just to kind of figure out, you know, the taxes with medical marijuana cannabis, which is 5.5% um, on all just regular products and then 8% on all edibles. Um, so I then got a bookkeeper and my bookkeeper helped me out a lot um, with just like different POS systems and kind of like how to like really start this business, I would say. Uh, but with licensing, I got my caregiver's license. 
I then got a um, food and agriculture license, a tobacco license, um, and then um, another license just with the town because all towns are different than the statewide. Each town's different for like what you need to have. Um, so in the town of South Berwick, I registered with them and um, that was pretty much everything I need was those four things to start this business along with um, a resale certificate um, just for like buying and selling products and stuff like that. So, so I want people that understand in, in Maine, there is regulation. There are, sure. there's a process. There's all this that you still have to do, but it didn't take you three to five years. Right. It, no, no, no. Yeah. We, I got all that stuff prior. Um, I went through a wholesale company to really obtain all the product that I needed, um, which is holistic wellness company. Um, I went through them to get all different, um, edibles and just products like that in the beginning to kind of get my foot in the door to um actually buying product through like a wholesale company or just like other companies and like learning how that works stuff like that so they really helped me out in the beginning um and so to this day um with just sourcing different products that work for everybody at like a cheaper price so i can you know still obviously run my business but put out a product and price that's going to be good for the consumer and they're happy with and keep people coming back really. Awesome. So how long do you think that took that process between like, even I'd say the, about six months before six I started months, the okay. business, I got all the product um, a couple of weeks before and just kind of back and forth with my attorney, just like, what do I need? And then he's busy doing other things as well. So um, it took a little bit of time to set up um, just like an operating agreement and just like other things that you would start a small business with. So, but now that I do know that even with just starting a, you know, medical marijuana business, like I could use that for other ventures and, you know, future down the line. So it's pretty much just like start, smart, starting a small business, I would say, um, is just um, just like it would be with the cannabis, just a little bit more laws and regulations. Now, adult use in made is not the same, though, right? It's, it's no, definitely not. Like That's where like the bigger money comes in, I would say. Um Cause you have to have different locations and stuff like that. So that's like really where um, there's a lot more startup costs and, and licensing to do that. And that's, that's where it goes wrong in Maine. I mean, I, I I'm pushing now that I think as, you know, lob like as a cannabis consumers, patients, yeah. as growers and small business people, and even the folks that talk about social equity, that's the big buzzword. But, you know, I think that, they have to look at the main medical model. Yeah. And it's kind of like the model for everything for adult use too. Yeah. Like we should make adult use that way. Like the small growers should be able to supply everyone in the market. Like, yeah. or look at like other States that are doing it well, like California, Colorado, um, other places like, um, business can run medical and recreational under the same business. Like it doesn't have to be separate in California. Um, I hope they do that. I mean, trend, even trends, you know, in California, they say like it goes East coast, like every, like, you know, three to five years. So something that's happening out there is going to make its way to the East coast eventually. So, I mean, hopefully that caregivers would be able to kind of put their fo foot in the door with the recreational market a little bit more um, and still run like a medical service as well. You know, just have it be a little bit separate. I would, would love be nice to in my it. opinion. Yeah, and Massachusetts. You guys, but but do you guys understand what the issues is with the adult use and the regulation process? <clears throat> do you understand why why it's an issue? It's because and because Maine 
paid Andrew Friedman and Kiosk of Metric $189,000 to write the adult use rules in Maine. Now, fast forward a couple years here, whatever, 2023, Andrew Friedman is now like the head of what's called the CPAIR uh, coalition, which is what you see who is fighting down in DC. Big tobacco. and uh big big alcohol and cores beverage so it's 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 uh i've personally talked to a number of actually adult use uh small growers uh and they say they simply can't can't survive because of the structure of how the rules are so actually right now in our state house there's 656 bills introduced and there's 10 cannabis bills uh, some of them you're going to see a loosening of or a, a try to of loosen of regulations of adult use because these small farmers and adult use are simply saying they cannot survive. It is, not, it is not profitable. Um, but now w- with the flip coin of that, now here's one thing we have to remember and respect. Medical in Maine has been around since 1999. They've decriminalized cannabis in Portland in 1969. So cannabis has been a huge, huge part in Maine's culture. And to be clear, like I am not from Maine. That's why if you ever hear me speak, I always say living in Maine because I'm originally from Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah. Uh, so so I am I'm living in Maine. I've been here for about five or six years now. So but still, I'm not from Maine. I get it. Um, I but, get it. I grew up in a small town and I was never from that town. You know what I mean? Like, even though I moved there when I was five, <laughs> you might, you know, I don't even think I would have been uh, from that town if I, if I had moved in, like if the first day I was born, I was like, you got to have a grandfather that was born here. You know what right, I mean? Right. Exactly. Like, or th- I was told, I have to, I was told I have to survive X amount of winters. <laughs> a certain a number of winters that's when i can dub it but go back to like kind of your question of why Maine medical the best and some people will say it's the wild west up here because we don't have testing we don't have forced testing on our medical or nor do we have a track and trace but that's exactly the same reasons why the small businesses can survive and one reason why that's it's labeled the best is because we have so many freaking options i always say to someone like if you go to your and i'm i'm not i'm not like talking bad on anyone but this is just the fact of the matter if you go to your grocery store and you're and you're buying let's say strawberries and you look at the strawberries, there's no labels to tell you on it that there's there's anything. You don't know if there's pesticides or any sort of thing. Shit, there can even be mold in those strawberries. But guess what? You're going to buy those strawberries anyway. And what happens when you buy too many moldy strawberries? You end up switching stores, switching brands, or something else like that. And that's how I kind of, kind of micro, kind of explain it to people that don't understand cannabis. It's kind of like, you look, it's better to have a bunch of small little farms that you can have massive control over than a select number uh, or a limited number, whatever number of giant farms. I don't care who you are. I mean, cannabis, you know, we just simply, the average person, the average company simply doesn't have the knowledge to be able to run these giant ass facilities. It just doesn't make sense. And that's why you see smaller guys especially in maine running those 20 lighters 
dumping out 20 to 40 pounds every like every month they're the ones surviving because they're usually selling out or doing pretty solid i'm not saying they're crushing it but they're not the ones with the massive overheads that are getting drowned in their own debt and that's what you see at cure relief that's why cure relief had to leave that's why you see the big collapse of canopy growth in canada i mean it's because these overheads are gonna kill these companies and well, it's only worse and worse um but go go ahead go ahead Adalta, do you have any comments on any of that uh, um i mean i i definitely do think that there's a, a lot of companies that will go out in you know the next couple of years um there's just so much product in maine you know there's always so much weed people can smoke so um but i definitely think people with good customer service and a good product are always gonna you know be on top and they're always gonna be in the game for sure so say one one thing is about maine too even if you have the shittiest weed like i don't want to say if you even your shittiest weed here is usually good because it's fresh yeah. um the freshness is best even if it's like not good even into my like standards like if i was i always think would i smoke this if i lived in like pennsylvania you know back in the day when like i was buying like like where does that trail and really the, the, i almost did a post about this the other day the really the secret of knowing good weed is smoking a shit ton of bad weed yeah like like that's the only way you've learned up the scale in my opinion of what like decent weed is because you smoked so much garbage in your life you now more times than not uh, i admit i smoked a shit ton of garbage you're lying if you don't uh if you didn't you know what i mean like oh God, you were yeah. always on that journey of trying to find that definitely in pennsylvania it was like a fun scavenger hunt bro you found one plug you're like all right dude's good price but you know i can get quality better for like you know a point more or two you know what i mean it just it, it just became this like chase and then when i came to maine i'm like oh wait i can just run into all these like people that have like 20 lighters and they all grow like decent fire like wow the only thing i will say you know we're talking so positively uh one thing i will say negative i don't want to say negative negative is a bad word um uh one thing I, I wish i didn't see a lot is i feel like a lot of people do get in the same strain ruts I feel like we see a lot of the same strains like and I wish since there are so many micro grows that you saw more a little bit tiny more variety, but there is so much out there. Uh, like the gentleman was saying that if you, if there's an ask for every seat. If you're a salesman, there's an ask for every seat in this business, unfortunately, if it, even if you hate $80 ounces as a as a point but you know every ass has their seat because everyone has this cannabis journey of finding oh wow this 80 dollars weed might last me you know a week but if i buy this better like this more expensive weed uh like that meditation gmo that shit might last me a much longer time even though yeah. a little bit more because that shit rocks my socks off so it's like having that customer experience within your company, I think is very important because yeah. you don't want them to like, you don't want to just shoot trap and like not shoot trap, but shoot crap out all the time because you're only going to attract crap customers. Yeah, 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 crap crap customers. For sure, for sure. But, but that's why we try to have that like 99 and then like the 120, which I think is like our best, you know, kind of range. And think, for and think about this because you said your top tier was- I'm like glad I'm glad you said that, Dalton, because I, I, you know me, I'm a- <laughs> I go often and to you and uh, 
I always get like a 120, 130. I have to. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll still get an 80 sometimes or a hundred. But those with you, like I've tried other places where you get like an 80 or a hundred, especially in mass. Yeah. It's it's terrible. It's terrible. Like you and not everyone has like 15 different strains. Yeah, like, I've never been upset with anything I've ever gotten from you. Everything is like so like it's true. Maine is so much fresher, so much better. Um, yeah. and I love that you said that the 120 is the kind of that's like my yeah, my favorite because it's kind of like you know, you're still getting a product that we could sell for like 160, 170, but we're just you know, try to put it in that range just for people that like don't like have me. money really, you know. Yeah, just like <laughs> it's that. searching, like I want, want something good, but I, yeah, yeah. But yeah. still get a good product at the same time. Just think about it and think about it again, going back to the freshness. Just think about any product, any product you're buying. The closest you can get to the source on less hands it touches, physical hands it touches, the better. So it's like, you know, even if you buying from one or two middlemen in Maine, that's way better than buying from the eighth middleman down in New York oh, City or something. Bang. Thank you for bringing that up too, Derek. <laughs> you know, I, like, this is what I don't have in Mass. I think, you know, I know a lot of folks that listen to us are in Massachusetts. So I, I want to drive these points home even more because I can't, if I go to, Anywhere in Massachusetts, I'm not going to buy it from the grower. It's not possible. Like illegally, if I go to a store, a store or a delivery service, it's not from the grower. I know Dalton. Yeah. Like you can't get that in Massachusetts. That's what we need in Massachusetts, where you actually know who you who's growing yeah. your product. Yeah, for sure. Not, like a lot of the product that you sell, like I want to ask you about this, the 80s, the 100 and 130s. Because a lot of your product, like you said, you have like hazy, you know, all the other like brands that aren't your, your that are, are not your own that you're yeah. selling. But the other ones, those are grown by you, right? Like the 80s um, and the. Um, some of them. Um, for the most part, those are like all outsourced from different um, growers in like the Portland area um, that just have massive facilities that they can't like kind of keep up with the market. And, um that they'll do like a little bit better of a deal on just cause like they've had it for like, you know, a little bit longer, like the, they're more comfortable on just giving it to me for a little bit lower of a price just so I can get rid of it for them. Now, now do you grow? I know you do grow some, right though? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I just, cause that's, that's what they always wonder about your menu because sometimes I know like a lot of it is listed who grows it, but not yeah, all for of sure. it. You know? Yeah. We try to put that on there. Uh, but we also do have like over a hundred hundred strains on the exactly no i know wow. it's it's i'm amazed that you can uh provide as much information on weed maps and keep up to date like with a small business like you do it's yeah it's, it's almost like a full-time job just doing that like with the menu um resetting it because it's a live menu and there is so many products so once a week i find myself kind of resetting the menu just to get it to where i need it to be you know for the consumer to figure out what medicine that they want um, and just keep it keep it up to date. It's funny because I feel like there's a Grove cannabis stamp. Like like I know that I don't feel like that about any other place. Like Maybe. where I get my cannabis. Yeah. Like sometimes I like you you said you would have your plug, Derek, right? And certain plugs I would you know like not legal ones. You know what I mean? I would trust. But even those like people change. All of a sudden they can't get what they used to get. You know what I mean? Or their life change. I got in a car accident. Who knows? But Grove cannabis is just, I know it's like at that Grove stamp and I can go and get it. It's like, it's a godsend. 
Like I, I wish that everybody that is out there that like wants medical cannabis had a grove cannabis to go to like, and it just doesn't exist in in most of the industry. Uh, And I just want to thank you so much for being there, Dalton. Yeah. And I thank you, Mike, for having me here. What, what would your advice be to uh, folks out there that might want to get involved in, in in the cannabis industry right now, whether it's in Maine or Massachusetts or anywhere else, Dalton? Um, I would say to just stay ahead of like things that are changing, you know, and like kind of figure out what people want, um, and, and st- keep it simple and to just stick with the, you know, good customer service and, um, a good, you know, great product and, um, you know, just not letting people kind of wait, wait around for the product and get it there as fast as possible or, you know, whatever you're doing. Um, and the only thing outside I can recommend is get an attorney, you know, to walk you through, to, you know, guide you in the right direction. Cause there's definitely a lot of people not doing it in the right direction. So, um, yeah, get an attorney to kind of walk you through and figure out how to, um, make your plan on how you want to do it and to stay in it and just keep, keep at it every day. We had a couple of comments that came through. Andrea uh, just wrote Grove is the best. And I 100% agree with that. And I I've had the menu up and down, you know what I mean? I'm a flower guy. Uh, you know, Dalton knows that. And, oh, and sure. I, that's, I mean, I just love it. Like I, I when you got good flower, you know, everything's going to be good. So Grove is the best is a comment that came in. And Melissa wrote legalized cannabis in the U S yeah, I think we need to, and let the small, businesses open especially local like why are we letting uh these big conglomerates from florida come in in the east coast and take over up here and and uh the russian guy i mean come on this this is like not good businesses trying to take over when we can have grove cannabis everywhere go ahead derek no all all i was gonna say was and, and frankly they're just like we said before they're just not sustainable these large businesses. Exactly. I mean, they, they're just not They're not, And the other thing is too, we have to get around is we have to get, and this is a stigma thing. Uh, we have to get out of the ideology of just buying weed from a store or a car. We have to be diversifying the business models. Like, like I always joke and say like libraries, restaurants, gyms, um, relaxing centers, uh, educational centers. We have to get outside of just this box because I live in small town gray. Obviously I'm very pro cannabis as much as they come, but I don't think a cannabis store in every corner in my small town is going to, is what I would like to see. But like, I'm also not anti-cannabis. I think people should be able to just sell their cannabis anywhere they want. Yeah. But, I, but I, so, you know, so there's a fine line of, I, you know, and I think that's the, the key to is diversis, diversifying the business models of cannabis, not just getting out of the box of the brick and mortar. I love you said that, Derek, because like you said, the, the big cannabis right now, Cure Leaf, they borrowed a, a, a not Cure Leaf, a True Leaf. They've borrowed a billion dollars. Their market cap is basically like a billion dollars. You know what I mean? Like these companies are not sustainable. And now what they're doing is they're cutting jobs. So all of these folks are getting laid off. 
and massive bros aren't going to get yeah. attended to. And and, and the legislate <laughs> and and people are the the ones who are left behind are in bad working conditions. They're worried yeah. about their jobs. They're getting fired. We we've been covering about the working conditions at the big cannabis sites, and then you know basically workers were coming on a show predicting someone was going to die, and then a twenty seven year old woman did die, and uh -huh. that was like our biggest story of this last year that we really have covered. Um, and and I think legislators, politicians, that's their big question. You know, you pushed through big cannabis. You said it was going to be safer, but it's turned out to be the unsafest. It's been what the mark, the, the consumer doesn't want, the patient doesn't work, want, the workers don't want it. And now the workers are being laid off. And it's such an easy solution to just let people get into the cannabis industry like Dalton has. Yeah. Six months, hard work, you're you're in business. You mm -hmm. don't have to wait three to five years, invest millions of dollars, and then still at the end not know if they're going to let you open. Like that's what Massachusetts been. That's what New Jersey and all these other states are turning into. Uh, and that's what Maine adult use is basically. It's like this big program that the small guy can't get in. So we have to completely open this up. It will create more jobs. There will be less layoffs. It'll be safer. It will give the consumer what they want. I agree 100%. It's sustainable. Yeah, that, though. Go ahead. Why Maine, Maine was able to hang on for two reasons. One, um, all the groups that put all the effort into the state house. There's a group effort. There's not one single person uh, that everyone has an important job up there in the state house i mean i'm a weird goofy guy so my job's a little different than most but i know there's other people like mark barnett who grinds up there as well now the real reason now the other real reason is because of paula page paula page didn't let the adult use ever develop in maine even though we've had medical for a very long time not because he was trying to protect our small businesses uh, because he was not really a fan of cannabis. So what he did was actually put this, like, put Maine's medical cannabis in essentially a, a time capsule, a time bubble. So we were able to watch out west what happened to the adult use and how it kind of devoured, actually, most of the medical markets, uh, actually completely destroyed them. Uh, like Washington knew how, and I, was, I always talked to in-house genetics out in uh, Seattle, and he was telling me how in Washington they had a kill switch. It switched over overnight. Everyone was just adult use. There wasn't even a chance to like, you know, switch over. So uh, I was, I was very told, I was told that, you know, adult use should absolutely look like the death cloud to medical. I mean, look, at, there isn't too many survive. If there are, if there is a medical program out West, uh, they're already devoured by MSOs or people, like you said earlier in the show, where people made the decision to sell their business to them to i don't want to call it selling out because some people could call it make it too you know yeah. what i mean so it depends well, how sometimes you it's just survival and, and you don't want to be in debt for the rest of your no, life no exactly no 100 right um you know and, and the thing is in massachusetts that's basically what's been happening like massachusetts we still have a medical program but it's not growing anymore it used to grow every year and there's no one new opening there's no new retailers there's no new you know it's it's the same M M MSOs and all the new guys who are opening the smaller players in some respects too are adult use after like three to five years of waiting they're finally let the, the you but know you're always gonna scheme with medical like you're gonna pay less in taxes so that's wild to me that Massachusetts isn't growing as a medical state.
state, you know, like with more cards. I, I think it's because I think they they all take the trip, you know what I mean? Yeah, but you I still mean, need a card to make that trip. Th- yeah. Think think about That's I true. Was, I was in, I was in, not, this is not mass, but I was in New Hampshire uh, on Thursday and I was, I was representing 19 patients for their HBF, HB 431, basically their right to home grow, uh, New Hampshire. And basically I found out their ounces at their dispensaries, their only place in New Hampshire they can legally buy uh, is $350. So of course, all these border, you yeah, know, all these Maine. border. Yeah, yeah dude. You're going to Maine. Like, uh, you, of course. And that's why, you know, I still think these patients should have the right to home grow, you know, just to have that access, especially if these companies are trying to charge them $80 or, you know, $60 an eighth or whatever they charge them for garbage. Yeah. Yeah, a couple more comments came in uh, from a Facebook user watching. Uh, they said approximately 70% of True Leaf's Holyoke manufacturer facility has been laid off this year. I don't know if that's true, but uh, I know a number have, but it could be 70. Maybe this person has inside info. Uh, but a lot of, I know a lot have. They had a, they have a huge facility, and I heard I know for a fact that they are hurting over there in terms of no one's buying their product anymore. Uh I'm going to read some more of the comments. It says, uh, preserving diversified small cannabis companies is best. It offers more stability and health of more than just the market, but also the workers and consumers. They're agreeing with us. So uh, the Facebook user said, uh, Danny Carson, he's a, uh, a great person. He's a whistleblower who's worked at a bunch of these facilities He's actually been a guest on the show quite a bit. He was a friend of Lorna McMurray, uh, the True Leaf worker who passed away. And Danny's working on a group right now in Massachusetts that I think everyone should check out. It's Mass uh, Cannabis Union or Cannabis Workers. I got to look that up, actually. We're going to post that later. Actually, I think I have a, you know what? Let's put it up on the banner right now. Here it is. Mass Cannabis Workers Union. They just had a meeting this week. I was a part of it. It was great. We're talking to some guys right now about Maine medical cannabis, uh, why it's really the best in the East Coast by far. Uh, I want to ask you guys, because we talked about quite a bit, and uh, you guys just met tonight. Do you have any questions for each other, or do you have anything that you want to bring up that hasn't been discussed yet? We'll uh, go with Grove Cannabis Dalton first. Um, um It's okay if you don't. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think. Maybe Andrew has something that he could touch on until I think of something. But for now, anytime I, anytime I, I meet a caregiver I don't know personally, um, I always ask because I find that if I, depending what you what your area is, you have different maybe issues or struggles. Maybe what are what are some uh, issues or maybe some just common maybe things you run into maybe as a dilemma as like maybe cost battling or what is like an issue when you're running your business down you said you're like in the Kittery area yeah 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 Um, so yeah no real issues um the banks i mean are really hard to deal with that'd probably be my biggest issue i mean i i bank with seaport credit union and i'm 
going to be switching banks here soon, but they charge me. Like, Are you going to Evergreen by chance? Yeah, that's where I'm okay. switching to. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, so I mean, it's a hundred dollars every month out of my account, and then it's one percent of all sales. So I mean, last year we did one point six million dollars in sales for the year. So I mean, it really it adds up. It's like a thousand bucks every month that comes out of my account, um, just to put this money somewhere, which is outrageous to me. You know, for like any other starting business, like they're not getting charged that crazy amount of money to uh, keep their business um, afloat and food payroll, everything. Um, so with the switch to Evergreen, I, I hope that'll be a lot better. I've heard a lot better rates from them. So that's been, you know, definitely a battle um, just every month with them. And I know a lot of other people, they have compliance issues with the with the banks too, um, that my bookkeeper has to send over every month um, and deal with them, just different things that they need or your bank account gets shut down and you can't use it. So that's definitely been a hurdle. Um, with, with just the banking to, to put the money somewhere. I mean, um, it was definitely not been a, a great time. It's definitely been a definitely top, top, top concern I've heard from everyone, um, no matter where you live. Uh, mm -hmm. That's definitely been a common. I, that's been my big thing, definitely, as I kind of like, as, as like the medical lobbyist, it's kind of important to see what are the big issues everyone's having. And sometimes I find, depending on where you live, it could vary from person to person slightly, even just in Maine. So that's why anytime I talk to someone in cannabis uh, that's not even in my state, you have to do it with an open mind because I, Maine is different <laughs> regionally when it comes to cannabis. So it's like I can't expect someone from Rhode Island, per se, not to pick on Rhode Island, but Rhode Island, per se, to understand maybe the same concepts as mains like why we support small businesses you know what i mean so it's it's really an educational process for everyone because you know at the end of the day it's like these small farmers dude like literally we're, we're fighting the state house every freaking year we could lose every battle we could lose any any of these battles we could have lost could have completely you know and you might have not been able to even open no, yeah. just like no, no cap. Like, like yeah. there's been so it's ridiculous. There's been, I know. Yeah, so many times the too. So I mean, like, let's say yeah. like someone now wants to start, you know, a cannabis business in the state of Maine. It's they even Seaport Credit Union's like completely capped out on um, having a bank account for new people. I, yeah, really? I, I, I was, I was gonna. Yeah, really? I was gonna say. Yeah, I was gonna say if you were gonna ask me if someone was gonna open a cannabis business now in Maine, I was gonna recommend them not to do that. Really? Yeah. No, don't do it. Yeah. Or or farm something else. Get land and farm something else. If you're really into farming and farming's your thing, go farm something else because it's not going to be worth your headache unless if you're just doing it for your personal use as, as a hobbyist. Right. Like, I don't think it's worth diving in the headache going through. Like it wasn't like it was in 2018. Yeah. It's like, too it late. It wasn't. It's kind of you too know late. what I mean? Like, and the one big thing, uh, one thing too, you need uh, is a certified scale. So even yeah. if you have the lowest, the, the lowest tier uh, caregiver card just to like pick up and like, pick up weight and like to distribute to patients like you still have to get like a resale card uh resale and then like a 500 dollars scale so yeah, before yeah. That, scale it, uses but, like 1200 from main scale yeah. and that just for like the way out concentrates and stuff like that so they're definitely not cheap 
Still better than Massachusetts, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Well, I want to ask Dalton, how many employees do you have right now? So I have four employees right now that are pretty much full time. Um, With the being the winter, I'm sure like summer, um, you know, we'll take on a few more people. Um, I'm also trying to get up more into like the Buxton area to kind of supply like more like um, middle Maine, like Portland area, Biddeford, Scarborough, all those areas. Um, so we'll definitely be growing even more with that. Um, but definitely trying to get up into that more northern northern Maine area and um, just get to everybody that we possibly can um, and just, you know, s- spread the, the Grove Cannabis around. So I love it. I love it. Yeah. Grove Cannabis. You, uh, tell us what your website is. Grove Cannabis Co. Our, our website's actually down right now. Oh, they're, they're working on it, but it's uh, www.grovecannabisco.com. And they could also look you up on Weed Maps. Your Weed Maps. Yeah, Weed right? Maps. We have a very big presence on Weed Maps. Uh, we were best of Weed Maps in Berwick and, and um, Elliott, Maine. Um, so you could look up Best of Weed Maps or Grove Cannabis Co. in that southern Maine area. And we, we would pop right up. So. And again, if you have a mass card, New Hampshire card, Rhode Island, all those states apply. Pretty much any. Yeah, if you have a medical card, come and see Grove Cannabis Co. And we'll take care of you. So you can go up to Maine and you can get the best service, the best cannabis yeah. right from this guy and his yeah. delivery service, Grove Cannabis, up in Maine. Yeah. Thank you so much, Dalton. Derek, uh, how can people find out more about you? I know you're on Twitter. You're also on Instagram. Tell us yeah. about yourself. Uh, yeah, yeah. You can just follow me on Instagram. I'm getting high with cats. Uh, I'm my Twitter is Maine Consumers, and it's a beautiful old woman, and that's me. Awesome, and I follow you on Twitter. You post a lot of good information about what's happening in uh, Maine, and kind of you know, just I think there's a lot of good info that goes up on Twitter, and you're one of those folks. So I thank you so much. Thank you. No, I, that's one reason why I jumped on Twitter because I saw a lot of you guys were on here, like doing great stuff on Twitter and I felt like I was missing out and all the MSOs blocked me on Instagram. So I had to get them on. I had to, I had to jump on the other way. Let me ask you on Twitter. Have you been blocked by Kim uh, from True Leaf yet? No, no. I, haven't, I don't no. even mess with True Leaf yet because they're not even in Maine. I don't even I don't even mess with them yet. Uh, I only make fun of Wiz Khalifa and Truly because <laughs> uh, because Wiz is from Pittsburgh. And he broke my heart when he yeah he broke my heart when he did that to me. I think Bunch he was throwing Truly. subliminals at us, the young jerks, because uh, we all went after him when he did that, and uh, he he started he really was crying about like the negative feedback. Um, and also like you know I have been blocked by Kim by the way, but. That was even before Lorna passed away, like before we actually not before she passed away, before we found out she passed away. But uh, uh, another one, Burner, have you been blocked by him? Oh, no, oh, I don't think, dude. I put a lot of Cookie Monsters memes and I, I, I haven't been blocked. He's been a good sport about it. See, Truly hasn't blocked me. The Truly account hasn't blocked me, which I find is a miracle. What's wrong with Burner? Burner blocked me. I don't know. I was making really? fun of him. He did some stupid shit too, and we were making fun of him. And he got really, I guess yeah. he got mad at me. He blocked me. Huh? I'm a troublemaker on Twitter. We we're trouble. Yeah. Yeah. What did he Bro. do? I can't even remember. Do you know what he did, Derek? He did something. Uh, which time? Yeah, exactly. Uh, the big the big one recently was when he like blew up on the blacklist. He like posted that the blacklist X Y and Z like. 
this is who the black he like basically outed who the blacklist was and it was like a big deal for a little bit i, I mean not, i don't know if that's what you're referring i don't even know to, what the like, blacklist is i don't even know what you're talking about oh this was on instagram yeah instagram's like a whole oh, world. oh the blacklist was like one of those people exposing like bad cannabis well, brands the, and stuff yeah, like that yeah, yeah but they got I and then that. And then Burner did this huge post on them, like saying, so he exposed, like, he basically exposed like a journalist or yeah, was, yeah, low key. But then he took it back, and then it's it was like super funny, like it yeah. was like the most awkward thing to see like millionaires scramble. <laughs> He's done a lot of th weird things. Let's put it that way. <laughs> and he blocked me. his company. Come yeah, it's, right. come on. He blocked me. Yeah, like if you block me, you're kind of weak. I'm sorry, Kim. Yeah, Rivers. for sure. Yeah, at this purely. Cureleaf does not like my Instagram page, Cureleaf.Russia. They do not <laughs> like that page. See, Cureleaf hasn't blocked me yet. Cureleaf, yeah. and even Trueleaf hasn't blocked me. It's just the executives, the Kim Rivers and the uh, Burner. Those are the only two big ones that have blocked me. Block the young jerks on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. But that's me. I mean, that's basically me. Uh, I want to thank you guys for coming on tonight. Yeah. We got a Facebook user who wrote, uh, good to see you, Derek Shirley. Uh, Danny has commented and said it's Mass Cannabis Workers Union. Please check out that Facebook group if you're in Massachusetts and you want to change things, you want to make things better, especially if you're a worker. But if you're a cannabis consumer too, there's a lot of good people in that group uh, and they're working on some things. We just had a meeting this week with them and I'm really excited about Danny and, and what they're doing. I want to thank you both for coming tonight, coming on the show, Super Bowl Sunday. I don't even know what the score is. I don't even care. I had a great conversation with you guys. The double D, the uh, not double. Yeah, it is double the double D's. I got Derek. And I got yeah. 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 How cool is that? You know, yeah, this is it's, it's like, who cares about Super Bowl Sunday? I thank you guys for I coming on tonight. Yeah. 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 Thank you so much, Mike. Thank you. Thanks, man. Thanks nice you. to meet you, Derek. You too. Uh, we're the Young Jerks. That was a great episode. I want to thank both uh, Dalton for coming on from Grove Cannabis and Derek as well. Thank you so much. We'll see you soon. Mike Crawford checking out.